प्रणाम आचार्य जी हाउ टू एक्सपीरियंस द लव रोमी इज टॉकिंग अबाउट और द प्योरिटी दैट अष्टवक्र इज साइटिंग वी आर डिस्पाइट नोइंग वी आर नॉट बॉडी माइंड बट प्योर कॉन्शियसनेस आई फील इन सिक्योरिटी रिजेंटमेंट एंड एंगर टूवर्ड्स माई नियर एंड डियर वंस आफ्टर वेंटिंग एंड स्प्यूइंग एंगर एंड फाइटिंग आई रियलाइज ऑल दिस वॉज वेस्ट वॉट टू डू शी सिंग वॉट टू डू I see you doing all these things already. Insecurity, resentment, anger, venting, spewing anger, and fighting. So you are already doing a lot of things, Temple. Are you not? Why are you asking me what to do? When you do all these things, do you ask me what to do? It's a strange question. After having done so much, you are asking me what to do. Even if I tell you what to do, how does it ensure that you would not do what you already do, or do you want to continue doing what you already do, and want me to tell you something more to do? So a fat man goes to a dietitian. and the dietitian tells him today onwards two chapatis a little dal one portion of vegetables along with salad the fat man is very pleased he says this is after meals or before meals so i will continue doing what i do additionally i will incorporate what you suggest that which you already do you don't want to give up or do you hmm had you wanted to give up doing all this you would have written what not to do instead you are writing what to do and your question also carries a lot of ignorant arrogance look at the very first statement you have made despite knowing we are not body mind but pure consciousness Really temple you are not body mind but pure consciousness are you pure anything are you even pure impurity despite knowing we are pure consciousness how do you know of that please tell me share the secret i do not know that i am pure consciousness i have never had that knowledge how do you have that knowledge and i am very curious to know whether pure consciousness can be an object of knowledge how do you have this knowledge who has taught you all this and don't you see that there is a direct relation between you claiming that you are pure consciousness and also being angry and spewing anger and spewing venom and fighting and smashing and squabbling and what not 
So I know I am pure consciousness. But wait, where is your face and where is my slipper? Pure non-dualistic consciousness is slapping the face of near and dear ones with a pure non-dualistic slipper. The pair is missing, so it is non-dual. Don't you know how all the Advaitvadis move? They don't have a pair of jeans. They chop off one side. Then you call it an Advaita jeans. Hmm? Many of the Advaita gurus are selling such stuff. I don't know what they would do to human bodies. The human body has a lot of things that come in pairs. They would want to bring non-duality even to the material world. Take care of your balls. Eyeballs I mean, dirty mind. Don't you have two eyes? What is this? Who told you that you are pure consciousness? Dimple? Even dimples occur in pair, don't they? One here and one here. Forget all the knowledge you have. Go directly into the fact of your being. And if being too is a confused, confusing and loaded word, then I am saying, look at how you live through the day. Stop claiming that you are pure this or pure that. Look at how you were today between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Does that indicate purity? Does that? Why are you living in such a massive contradiction? There is no need. Why not be simple and honest and say, I am the confused one. Let it be for the Ashtavakras of the world to declare that they are pure consciousness. You are not Ashtavakra or are you? Dimple. Hmm? Are you? It behoves a Rumi to say all the things that he says. It is preposterous for most of us to quote Rumi or Ashtavakra. Please write the story of your own life and tell me that story. 
that story may not be as attractive as a roomy poem but it would still have honesty and honesty is truth and truth is very very attractive satyam shivam sundaram tell me the fact of your life and i assure you it will have a certain sandarya a certain beauty you need not quote arumi let rumi know what rumi knows tell me what do you live in what knowledge drives you i want an original script all else is plagiarism why are you copying somebody's song that dimple is the situation you can call it your problem that is your problem you do not know what is really happening go directly to what is really happening you will be surprised by looking for a solution you come so far away from the problem that you forget what you are really looking for why not stay with what you call as the problem and i call as the situation why not ask yourself what really is the problem and it is a very annoying question i tell you when you are feeling depressed ask yourself what really do i want what is the problem and it will irritate you no end because you seek pleasure in depression because your depression your bad mood is self verified and sanctified and certified you tell yourself that you have the right to feel bad don't you and when you turn to yourself and ask what exactly is the problem it irritates because now the established notion is being challenged what is the established notion my irritation is justified you have let this notion bypass the test of scrutiny you have not scrutinized whether there is a strong enough or genuine enough reason to allow yourself to feel small or low or bad you have just accepted that you may feel bad or low or angry or jealous or petty or whatever hmm i'm angry and i entitle myself to remain angry it's an entitlement i am angry i'm angry now let a little squirrel 
ask you what are you angry about hmm? i say a squirrel because squirrels are quick to run away from danger you cannot catch her and bash her up so she comes and sits on your shoulder and says yeah yeah what is all this anger about and by the time you reach out to hold and twist her neck she is on the other shoulder and then in the other ear she is whispering what is the problem man what is all this anger about what is it what is it and she knows now what you will do so the next time she is on your head and this time she doesn't leave without a residue a little bit of hair oil you see ha huh? man what exactly is the problem we will not utter the word solution we are asking what exactly is the problem man what exactly is the problem is there a problem and it is so humiliating to hear these words because you have already admitted that there is a problem and not only is there a problem you have allowed the problem to totally ruin you you have allowed the problem to dominate and devastate you and now the squirrel comes and says is there a problem at all it is so humiliating to hear this question you don't want to hear this question because actually you know what there is no problem but you need problems in order to exist as you are you manufacture problems temple are you listening hmm? are you there is never a genuine reason for stupid anger there is never a real reason for anything fake we don't examine we don't call the thing if it is a thing at all and probe it a hot air balloon parades itself as voluminous anger and we don't prick it we don't want to see its substance because there is no substance at all it won't survive the prick and see how it is all puffed strutting about this is the strut you know anger have you ever seen meek and gentle anger anger ever how is anger <clears throat> the hot air balloon anger strutting it won't survive a pin prick it won't survive the finger nail of the squirrel 
2 gone what do you said about don't say that there is no reply obviously there would be a reply hmm? proceed with the questioning don't stop every answer must be met with a counter question very soon you will find that the answers are exhausted what else you would be distracted from the anger Anger requires a constant supply of your inner fuel. The moment you start questioning it, the supply of fuel to anger is cut. After a while you remember that you are angry and now you again try to be angry. But it doesn't help. <laughs> And if it helps, it's dangerous. If you will tell me, Dimple, that you are pure consciousness, but still living a petty and impure life, then I will be helpless in front of this contradiction. This contradiction cannot exist. Can you be pure consciousness and yet petty? I am asking you, please. But you insist you are both. Now what do I do? I am helpless. If you are pure consciousness and still petty, then go and complain against God. What I am asking you to see is that the petty one is a fact and the pure consciousness is a notion. Facts must always override notions. Shouldn't they? Hmm? If I keep claiming I am extremely healthy and the thermometer shows 103, what must I respect? My claim, my notion or the thermometer reading? Please tell me. Yes. Facts must always override notions. I may keep saying I am very fit, but the weighing scale shows 103 again. What must I respect? My notion that I am fit or the weighing scale that reads 103 kilograms? I must respect the weighing scale. I am not fit. What does your life tell you? Are you fit? Are you healthy? Are you pure consciousness? Now, that should bring a little humility to you. 
see that we live quite impurely and quite unconsciously. No purity, no consciousness. Hmm? Go close to that. See what transpires. See how we are triggered by, activated by random happenings. We don't even need triggers. The whistle of a pressure cooker can be the trigger. Anything can be a trigger. We don't need somebody to deliberately trigger us. Anger keeps seething within. It does not need a particular event to erupt. It seeks event to erupt. And if it can't seek an event, it manufactures an event to erupt. Because anger is boiling within. Anger does not boil within pure consciousness. Or does it? See how anger is present in you even when you are in your so-called normal moments. Please see that. Please see how quick we are to react. Please see how violently we react upon a pinprick. And see how insensitive and violent we are, even in the so-called normal day-to-day situations. Somebody may not mean offense, but how quickly do we get offended? When we are rough, rude, harsh, obviously we are violent, but we are violent even when we try to please. If you can see these things exactly when they are happening, dimple, you may find that the problem is not what you think it is. But you must catch the thief red-handed no point theorizing about him after he is gone. Not gone, just disappeared. He never goes away. He does not go away. He enters within. The thief lives in a cave within. Sometimes he comes out and is spotted. At the moment you spot him, he again goes away. And the away is inwards, inside. He comes within again. Kabir sings, Hosiyar rehna nagar mein chor aayega. And then he told me, chor bahar se nahi aata.
thief lives in the very house he steals from. Ha, the thief is the owner of the house. If the thief has started owning the house, it is absurd to call him the thief. Let's better call him the owner. That's our situation, Dimple. The thief owns us. Hmm? Please see that. You don't belong to yourself. You belong to everybody but yourself. You belong to the body, you belong to the world, you belong to the society, you belong to the customs, you belong to the moods, to the climate, to the traffic, to the office, to the boss, to the neighbor, to the relatives, to the kids. You belong to everybody. All have a right over you. Where are you? Where is the problemed one? Maybe the absence of you is itself the problem. Hmm? When you have been evicted out of your own house, ousted from your own kingdom, won't you feel bad? Maybe that is the reason why we always keep feeling bad. Our throne has been usurped. We have been kicked out of our own house. And the thief owns and runs the house. Obviously we will feel bad. Which house am I talking of, Temple? No point lodging an FIR somewhere. I am talking of the house that you are little mind is. Are you the ruler of your mind? Is truth the ruler of your mind? Or is your mind battered by and possessed by all and sundry? Obviously you will be angry. That which should have been necessarily your solo province has fallen into many hands. Hmm? Otherwise anger cannot be there. What is anger? Anger is a rush of energy. And anger says, I have to correct things. That's the primitive evolution of anger, you know. Something bad happens to your system. And that badness must be corrected. So what do you require? Energy. So anger is the evolutionary response of your system. Anger gives you a sudden rush of hormones and energy. And in that rush you can change something. A peak arrives. That peak can be useful. 
you were an animal once or at least living with the animals and some other animal comes and takes away your food and what do you experience anger and what does that anger give you that anger gives you a lot of speed and energy to your legs and with all your might and ferocity you run behind the stealing animal what do you want you want your food back and that food will keep you alive that food will keep the body alive so anger is something very very physical similarly when your conceptual framework or self respect is taken away you feel exactly the same way as that primitive man whose food was taken away he was angry so that he could reclaim his food and when in a psychological sense something is taken away from you then anger arises to reclaim the self esteem or whatever hmm? the psychological food that is anger what you must understand is that anger cannot be there till someone has interfered why do you allow others to interfere in your province why don't you live where nobody can barge in why don't you live in a place that no thief can break through or break into if you will live with stuff that can be taken away like food some animal will come and take away your food and then you will be angry you cannot prevent it it's very old it's as old as the sun and the moon and the stars so old is anger hmm? if you live with great attachment to food you will have to be angry because food can be taken away if you live greatly identified with your respect and name and notions then again you will have to be angry because respect and name can be taken away just like food if you don't want to be angry you will have to live with something else but i'll not talk about something else at all i'm only trying to help you even persuade you to see what you are living with you are living with food and self respect you are living with physical material and psychological material and all material can be taken away hoshiyar rehna nagar mein chor aayega the thief will necessarily steal in what do you call him a burglar you know what does it mean to burgle ah steal the lee you drill a hole in the wall 
in the dead of the night a hole only as large enough as to help you sneak in that's how this thief works the thief will necessarily come you cannot prevent the thief then what will you do you will say i will not accumulate stuff that the thief can take away let the thief take away food i was not attached to food anyway now i won't be angry let the thief take away pride i was not attached to pride so why will i be angry that zen story ah it's back and i have recited that 10 times already So there is this already smiling. There is this fakir, blissfully lying in his dilapidated hut. As huts of fakirs go, this one does not even have a proper roof. because it does not have a roof the fakir is entirely blissful what do you pay for what is more expensive a car with a normal roof or a car <laughs> with a sun roof what do you pay for tell me the car with a sun roof so now this fakir has a hut with a sun roof so he is very pleased and lying on the floor he is looking at the moon what a view tells you not terrace you call it the what do you call the top floor of an apartment it's more expensive than all other flats what do you call it it's more expensive because it affords you the view of the sky hmm so this guy is busy staring at the moon and a thief comes in and the thief does away with whatever he can find and what does he find a broken spoon a bowl with a hole a penthouse penthouses are luxuries aren't they so our fakir lives in a ground floor penthouse hmm ground floor penthouse a ground floor penthouse with a sunroof look at the entire look at the whole royalty so the thief gathers whatever he can 
rags. a chair with one leg and other such riches the thief is quietly lying ah the fakir that is is quietly lying and the thief is taking away all these things and that is the entire net worth of the fakir mind you he doesn't have a bank account that's all that he has two pieces of clothes hmm one plate one little bowl the bowl may have a hole that's the only thing he has he is taking away all that and the fakir doesn't utter a word for the entire duration the thief is in the hut the moment the thief is out the fakir gets up and starts running after him now the thief feels that he is in danger and this fakir is as fakirs are lean and fit no flab only as much is there on his body as is necessary and the thief is carrying some load stolen material is always a big load you know so the thief runs and the fakir runs and when a fakir runs he will catch you you won't be able to avoid him finally this fakir pounces upon the thief and the thief comes crashing down and all the unique luxurious items they are all scattered and the thief says please forgive me forgive me fakir says rascal take away the moon as well i have caught you not because you were taking away the food and the utensils i have come after you because you were not taking away the moon Now come back with me and take away the moon. Huh? A few days later, it was discovered that there was another hut besides the fakir's hut. The thief had started living in it. some people started calling that thief as another fakir you must have something like the moon that no thief can take away and then you may even find that the thieves in your life have turned into fakirs do you have that temple have something as secure and as beautiful as the moon total security is there love the moon and own it and i tell you when you are really in love then you do own there is no question of you 
being forced to disown and if you can be forced to disown your love that means that you have never loved the fakir really owns the moon and when i say fakir owns the moon the spelling of own is o n e fakir is one with the moon so there can be no separation if separation troubles you it means you have never loved and if you have never loved then there would be separation and if there would be separation there would be anger and when there is anger then dimple tells me she is pure consciousness so dimple that's from me for you fall in love with the moon 